0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff.
2: Welcome to The Career Confidant and thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Marie Zeminoff. And the Career Confidant is really here to give you the tools that you need to take control of your own career, whether you're job seeking or you're trying to move up in your company or maybe even trying to move out, start your own business. So, over the past year and a half or so, we've been providing some information, invited some great guests, encourage you to go back and look at some of the shows that are, are on the Career Confidant's page here at the Voice America. Business channel and see what other topics might be of interest to you if you're just tuning in. So, today I wanted to talk about job search, but a little bit different flavor. I want to talk about career change because this is one of the things that happens a lot in my office or over the phone, I guess. The phone is sometimes my office where I'm talking to a client and they're unhappy. Right, It's some of those things that we see all over the internet all the time, the numerous percentage of us that are unhappy at work. So it's not surprising when someone walks into my office and they say that I'm unhappy, I need to make a change. Most of the time, and this may be something that you're feeling, the cited reason for wanting to make this change is that they just feel like their work isn't meaningful Well, we've talked a little bit at some of the other shows about ways that you can make your work a little bit more meaningful, connect to the company so that you understand what your work does. But you may have done some of those things and you're just thinking, it's just not going to work for me. The type of work I'm doing isn't going to work or the type of organization I'm working for just doesn't jive. I need to make a change. There's nothing wrong with that, right? comes to us next is, you know, I really don't want to start over because none of us really want to start over. Very few of my clients want to go back to school, get another entry-level job, and work their way up in a new field, right? Most people want to make some kind of lateral or maybe take a slight cut in pay and some of those things, but we don't want to start over. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, is how you can make a career change without starting over. So the first thing we have to do when we're thinking about making a career change is obviously, if you've been listening at all, you know that I'm a big fan of focus. So we have to figure out exactly what do we want. If we know that where we're at isn't working, what do we want? Well, the first thing, of course, might be to investigate why where you're working really isn't working for you. Is it the type of work? Is it the tasks you do on a daily basis that you don't like? Is it the types of people that you work with? Not necessarily that you might not like the people you work with, but do they really bring out the best in you? Do they interest you? Does, does having the conversations that you have to have with them every day make you alive, right? Does it use the parts of your brain that you want to be using regardless of how nice they are or you might like them, right? Are they the type of people that have the kinds of conversations you want to be having every day? Does the business not do something that's interesting to you? Does the business do a kind of work that just really doesn't doesn't work for you, right? Or maybe it's that you're just not getting some values met. So let's explore a little bit of some of those. Working with a client right now who is working in a technical company, kind of technical support type of company. And just not a good fit. She's not happy. And it's not that Again, she doesn't like the people, but she really doesn't have that much interest in technology, and she hears these people talking, and, and they're really smart, but it's not really interesting to her to go and learn all the technology so that she can be better at her job, and she's in sales, so she doesn't necessarily deal with the technology, but to be really good at her job, she'd have to learn more about it and study more and really understand the lingo. And that's just really not interesting, right? And she's kind of new to the technology thing. I think she's been in it three or four years. And not only is that company not necessarily interesting, that's subject matter, it also isn't meeting some of those values that she has, right? One of her key values is that she wants to help people. She wants to be doing a job where she can directly see that there's some kind of social impact, if you will, from her work. So if we're thinking about this, go okay, what's really not working? Maybe it's more the environment and the the type of work rather than the skills, right? This person loves talking to people, loves the not necessarily selling, but the networking, the account management, some kind of business development in you know, not door-to-door, cold-call sales kind of way. And part of the job that she's in right now does require that skill set. And so you can say, whoa, now both things really aren't working, right? The skill set that she's having to use and the industry she's working in, both aren't, aren't a good fit. So we'll come back to that example. Let's call her Paula, just so that we have an example there. Paula, in technology, not really jiving with the skills, but definitely not jiving with the industry. So what do we do, right? If we can identify what's not working, then we got to think, okay, so what type of change is it that we need to make? Now, here's where a lot of people set themselves up for starting over is right here in the first phase of decision-making they kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? And I don't know where that expression came from. It's not a great one. But if we think about, do we really need to totally start over to be happy? And what I can tell you from just one session with Paula is no, probably not. Here's why. The skill sets that she's using and that she's used in the past, right, before this job, do jive with where she wants to go. Sure, there are a few skill sets that are missing. Some kind of project planning, ability to generate new ideas and do new programs. Some of those are missing in the job, and some of them may be a little weak from the past experience, but they exist, right? There are things there that she could do. So when I think about career change, I think about it in this way. You've got the roles that you play, and those are the skills that you use, right? Are you a salesperson, a manager, a, a technology person, a manufacturing person? What are the skills that you use every day? And then what are the industry that you work in? Again, right now, is in technology, but not loving it. Before... She's been in more community-minded and outdoors-minded types of, of activities. Those are the industries. So we've got to look at career change kind of in those dimensions of you're doing a certain role in a certain industry. You could make a change to change industries, but not roles, so that would be paula going into a account manager or you know some kind of business development development role in a different industry so getting out of technology that would be a career change paula could also decide to change functions or roles in the technology industry right so let's say that It's the sales part that really isn't working, but she liked technology. She could make that change. In her case, that change might be a little bit harder because we'd have to really look at skill sets, but the hardest transition and the one that a lot of people try to go for first is to change everything, I'm going to change the skill sets that I'm using and I'm going to change the industry that I'm in. Those changes typically require someone to go back to school, to start over, and most of the time, those really aren't the changes people are talking about making, and they aren't necessarily necessary to be happy, right? Because if we can really figure out what's not working, even if we can just change one thing or the other, maybe even making a bridge to that Complete change we won't have to quote-unquote start over right because we can use the skill sets that we've been using or we can leverage our industry experience and probably some of our skill sets to make a little bit of the change in what we do the skills we use every day but that industry experience will help us make a, a transition in the industry so That's our decision-making process, right? If we're really thinking about making a change, it's sitting down and figuring out what really isn't working. Are there skill sets that you're not getting to use that you want to use? What skill sets do you use that you do like? Because we're going to want to build on those if you don't want to start over, right? So we have to uncover something about what you do now or what you've done in the recent past, and I say recent past because that's where hiring managers tend to focus. So if we want to leverage that experience, what have we done in the recent past that we do like so that we can move it forward into the new job? So we're going to come back here in just a few minutes and keep talking about how you can make a career change without having to start over. From
1: the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and -and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for informational purposes only. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about making a career change without having to start over. And we spent our first segment talking about what's probably the most important part of that change, which is making the decision and realizing that we all have certain goals or, or people might call them values, right? And that those values are really important for us to pay attention to. So that value might be that you can't make less than a certain amount. That value might be that you don't want to go backwards in salary, too much or whatever that goal looks like that value might be that again like Paula you want to be helping people or that you want to be intellectually challenged or that you want to be working within a company that does x y or z for the environment for the social for innovation those are values right and not values in terms of like family values or moral values but what we call work values what do you value In work. And when you're thinking about making a change, that's probably the number one thing you need to identify. What do you want out of work? And be real with yourself. It doesn't do us any good to go by someone else's values or go because society tells us we should want to help people. If you want to make money, then you need to find a job where you make whatever money to make yourself happy, right? Of course, there's probably other things that factor into that, And we've got to know what things we are really needing and what things we could compromise on because success in job search really does require us to make some compromises. If we're going to hold out for the exact perfect thing, you can just stay where you are or stay unemployed because as we all know, nothing's perfect, right? So figuring out what's really important to us, what do we really need, And why are we unhappy? Then we can decide, okay, so what change do I really need to make to take a step in the right direction? Do I need to change industries? Do I need to adjust the skill set that I use on a daily basis? Those are all decisions I can make. Now, I'm not saying that you can't change both. But when you change both, the type of work you're doing, the skill sets that you're using and the industry you work in most likely going to require you to go back to school, most likely going to require you to in in some way start over in terms of being that entry-level employee. Those changes just require those things for the most part. Not all the time, but for the most part. So a little change. One might do everything we need it to do, and and two can again meet some of our life needs or life goals for those of us who are over thirty-five or whatever it might be that that have some of those realistic life needs. So, okay, we figured out what we want to do. We figured out what we want to where we want to go in terms of our change, and let's say that Paula decides that she wants to be a development director in the nonprofit arena. So development director is using the same skill set right the the sales the networking account development skill set that this person's used in the past, but changing industries from technical to nonprofit that cha- transition can be challenging all by itself right because that's a big change in terms of industries and thankfully for Paula she's got some experience that is similar to the nonprofit world might not be that way for all of you we'll talk about that more when we get to the job search section but before we even worry about that of course we've got to think about how we're going to brand ourselves or how we're going to tell the story of what we've done and what we can do in the language of our target audience so when that target audience is shifting from technology to nonprofit there's a big transition in our brand, right? Talking about sales and size of company that I've worked with and how many maybe computers I've sold or licenses to software, none of that is going to make any sense or have any meaning or show that you fit within the nonprofit environment, right? So we've got to think about how to change that Verbiage, change that language in the resume documents itself, the LinkedIn profile, right? How do we build that bridge? Obviously, we've got transferable skills. And transferable skills is one of my least favorite words. I get the concept. I think the concept is important. But for some reason, when I talk to people about transferable skills, there seems to be some magic involved that people think these skills just transfer themselves, right? it doesn't really work that way. I like to talk about translating the skills because that's what really needs to happen. You or if you're working with a coach, right? These are the people that I see that I think really benefit from working with a coach or a resume writer who understands career change, Because you've got to change the language. You have to translate from what you've done to their language. So if you closed XYZ sales with companies leading to, you know, 250 software licenses and whatever that looks like, you've got to put that in a language the nonprofit can understand And part of that might depend on what types of nonprofits you're going for, and part of it's going to depend on how they verbalize the skill sets that they're looking for. So this is one of the few great uses of CareerBuilder or Monster or Indeed, is to go on and find job descriptions. And again, it doesn't matter if they're local, because we just want to find job descriptions that match what you want to do. And look at the language. How are they talking about big business development? Do they talk about accounts? Or do they talk about partners? Do they talk about advocates, supporters? How do they talk about that world? Then you translate, right? You don't want to go too far because it might sound a little funny. But you could talk about securing partners, Yes, they were clients or accounts or whatever, but just weaving in some of that language into your job descriptions can really help you show that you're a fit, show that you've done the work that they're looking for, and make that translation. Of course, the most important places to do that are not only in your experience sections on your resume or in your LinkedIn profile, but also in the summary sections and summary section on your resume, all of that language should be clearly focused on this new target audience, right? And speak their language and maybe even highlight some of the the nonprofit work that you have done, getting some of that experience across. Same thing in your summary, right? On LinkedIn, we've talked quite a bit about if you're job seeking, but you're employed, how do you walk that line? And you've got to do that in your LinkedIn summary, right, where you're talking about this job that you do right now, but again, using some of the right language. And then within that summary section, because it's perfectly acceptable to talk about things beyond work there, you can also speak to your nonprofit work that you do, the causes you're passionate about. If you've got accomplishments in terms of raising money for a nonprofit or managing a project, even as a volunteer, right, those things can all be part of your summary on LinkedIn. And you can do that without raising a bunch of red flags if you combine the two and talk about the stuff that you're doing right now, the business you do right now, and customers for that business would look at your LinkedIn profile and go, oh yeah, this is great. I want to do business with this person because they they also are so involved in the community, right? That's how you walk that line and that's where your brand is going. Now the mistake that I see people make in this area most often when they're career changing is kind of, again, the throw the baby out with the bathwater thing and they start building a skills-based resume, right, where it pushes all the experience to the bottom and lists the relevant skills at the top. But well, that means you're starting over, right? When you do that, you automatically position yourself as a start-over candidate. And if you don't want to start over, then don't market yourself as a start-over candidate. Use your experience sections. Create a nice chronological resume with, of course a strong summary. And that summary could be a little bit longer, but not more than half a page. And you can put some of the skill sets in there that are important in that summary. You can put some of the accomplishments from your nonprofit work in that summary. But then create a nice, normal, chronological work history that instead of focusing on the language of where you are, focuses on the language of where you want to be translate, 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 translate from the language of where you are to the language where you want to be. But you can do that within the format of a chronological resume that will help you not have to start over. Right. And this is one of the most important things I I think I help people do is figure out how to communicate your experience from where you've been in the language of where you want to be right there in a normal looking resume it's going to get more looks it's going to get you hired faster yes you can put the skill sets in the the summary and we can draw attention to the right things in the summary but when you create that functional resume all you do is tell people that you're making a change one if you've done what we talked about at the beginning it's not that much of a change anyway and two, again, you're positioning yourself as a start-over candidate and then getting frustrated when you only get interviews for those entry-level positions, right? So don't do that to yourself. Position yourself as an experienced candidate who has the right skill sets and can communicate those in the language of the, the community where you're going, right? The in- industry where you're going. That branding piece and, and again, you proactively translating your skills on the resume is important, not just for the resume's sake, but because it sets you up for how you're going to talk about yourself and how you're going to communicate in the language of where you're going throughout your job search And we're going to take a short break here. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about how that job search is going to look a little bit different when you're in career change. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes.
1: Voice America Business Network Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive. They shake up your status quo, get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow, and move you in new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for our special series on The Visionary Game Changers. Learn how savvy leaders change perceptions and influence the future. Meet The Visionary Game Changers, presented by SAP on The Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zeminoff, and today we are talking about how to make a career change without starting over. And we've been using the example here of Paula, who is trying to get out of the technology industry, doesn't mind sales types of things, but getting out of some of the cold calling types of activities, back to more of the community development that she did a few years ago. And again, I see that. That pattern with some people and you can go back you can even go back to things you did a long time ago there's a completely different resume strategy for that when you try to go back too far then we've got to change a strategy when you're just going back a few years we can usually make that work it's all about are you trying to change skill sets are you trying to change industry how can you do one or the other and and avoid doing both because when you do both it usually means you're in start over land, right? And if you want to do that, that's fine. It's just realizing that you're in start over land and those are some choices that you're going to have to make in your transition. So we've talked a little bit about branding and resume writing and LinkedIn profiling in making this transition. And that you want to leverage the experience that you have either in the industry that you are continuing in and the skill sets then that you want to change would be how you try to highlight there. Or if you're trying to change from one industry to another, you're highlighting those skill sets and those relevant wins, but it has to be in the language of your new audience so that that can work. And again, using the summary sections of both your resume and your LinkedIn profile to communicate that change to communicate the relevant skills and maybe even a few accomplishments that would be important for that new type of job. Now that said there may be some volunteer activities or professional association type activities that can help you make this transition. So this is a resume sample from a training program that I teach but it was a real person at some point in the in the past where someone was trying to change in, they were in the hospitality industry, been doing more of, you know, like the mid-level management, and wanted to take a, a step up into a more senior role, more focused senior role. But they'd been doing a lot of work in the professional associations within the industry. And so to take that step up, part of the strategy for the resume was weaving in those experiences within the professional associations, even though they were volunteer, weaving them in where they belonged in the chronological order to show this person's higher level leadership, even though it was in these professional associations, right? So it, there was a way to weave in those skills that the person wanted to use and really highlight the industry expertise that was going to help them make that move. Right, And so you might be sitting there, you might be thinking, oh, I, I want to do that, but I don't have that experience. Well, great, you can go and get it, right? Volunteer, do something that that helps you build your resume in that direction. Going back to school would take just as much time, right? Going to get your MBA would take just as much time. If there's another way to do it, going to get your MBA might be something you want to do. But if it's not, there may be another way to get that skill set on your resume that you're wanting to get on there to make that change. It might just be volunteer, but guess what? You don't have to put a section separate section for volunteering on your resume. You might want to, you might want to mix it in with the other stuff, and that's okay. For Paula thinking about her nonprofit goal, I guess we'll say we could do the same thing. We could put volunteer experience and volunteer leadership in the resume. We could weave it in with the experience or we could put it in as a separate section. We could even put it as the first section before professional experience as long as professional experience started on the first page. Can't hide it on the second page. All that's going to do is make the hiring manager totally ignore the first page and skip right to the second page, right? So there's a lot of different ways that we can make that experience weave into the brand itself on the documents. So that's not only for the resume, right? It's also because you're going to have to be able to talk the language and and know what experiences you want to highlight as you work through your job search. So job search and this is not necessarily unique to career change but it's definitely more important when you're in a career change is that you have to know what that focus is right if you want to make a change and you want to get out of like paula you want to get out of the tech industry you got to know where you want to go because you're going to have to network and certain industries are going to be even more reliant on that than others and the nonprofit industry is one of them right nonprofits typically don't spend a lot of money to hire especially smaller community type nonprofits and so you got to you got to know somebody you got to find out about the position from your network and and network into those positions right that's how those comp- those organizations typically hire they send a job description to their network and they say, please send us who you know, maybe they post somewhere, but that's how they get their best applicants and they know it and that that's what they want. So when we're thinking about changing, we've built our brand, we know where we want to go, and so now we're out there networking. Maybe one of the best things about this kind of transition is that your conversations can be very exploratory, right? You don't want to dig yourself in the hole of saying, I don't know anything about the nonprofit community, so I'd love to talk with you. And you can leverage that a little bit, right? I'm really interested in the nonprofit community. I've done some research about your organization. I've been volunteering in these organizations, but I need to learn more about the landscape, right? I need to learn more about the community needs, I, I, whatever it is. And you're going out there and doing that exploratory kind of networking to start building your network in the new direction. Now, obviously, if you're employed, you'll do that a little bit differently, it may be that you start volunteering at some different places and you build your network a little more organically so that you don't have to be so open about your job search. That'll actually probably be just as, if not more, successful than searching or networking with the quote-unquote purpose of job search, right? The more organically we can do that and connect with those people who are already in our, in our circle, the better off we'll be. But when you're trying to make a transition, sometimes that part of it's challenging. Who are you okay telling that you're thinking about this change? Or are there ways you can network there in a way that makes sense for where you are now? So working with a a different client who's trying to make a transition out of investment kind of industry into more of the startup type of industry obviously has some experience on the other side of the table, one might say. But we've been talking about how she can go into those settings, the startup type of settings, but not necessarily be there to job search, but be there to be there why they should be there, right? To be there as as an investor or the, the person who knows about money and provide that kind of persona when they go instead of being there to job search be safer for her current position and actually probably a better jumping off point for relationships of course you don't want to pull the bait and switch so actually have to be willing to help people in the role that you're currently in and it can be a great way to make those relationships and and help yourself build some community in the new area Find out who might be in that inner circle as you expand it gradually that you can tell that you're looking at making this change. But most of these people who are making career changes that I'm working with right now have clearly identified their inner circle people, um, their advisors, if you will, their support system. And those are the people that they are telling, okay, this is where I'm headed. This is what I want to do. And again, once you have that that focus, that that ability to be more clear about what you're looking for, you might be surprised at how your inner circle can help you just in terms of that search. So the biggest keys when you're making that career change in your job search are to think about, one, not selling yourself short. Right, The minute you start talking about I've never, never done that or never done this or, you know, I'm I'm really thinking about making a change into something completely new. All of those verbiages, right? You put yourself at a disadvantage. Yes, you're looking to make a change, but it's not a start over change, right? So we want to make sure we're not talking about it as a start over change, I'm looking to move into the nonprofit arena, right? And lots of times we can stay out of those types of conversations if we simply focus on the positive instead of the the negative, the where I'm going, instead of the fact that I've never been there before, right? And that conversation just sounds a lot different and helps people understand that we belong there, that we belong in that new place, that we have the skill sets for it. And of course, most of our time when we're networking, regardless of if we're making a change or not, is more exploratory, is more relationship building. And so we might even take the pressure off of talking about ourselves so much anyways. Learn, build community where you're going, get into the industry that you're targeting and and share that positive future focused version of of yourself and you'll be fine so we're going to come back here in just a few minutes kind of wrap up this making a career change kind of topic and give you a few key tips to think about if this is you we'll be right back in just a few minutes
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Ziminoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired.
0: Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Alright, welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking about making a career change without starting over. I would say the biggest thing that we've been talking about today is realizing that are if you don't want to start over, then don't, right? Don't talk like you are. Don't make decisions like you are. If you want to start over, great. Those decisions are yours to make. And so when we've talked about some of the school stuff, you know, and that if you go back to school, you're starting over. And that's not necessarily true, right? You might be, you might be making a slight change. And we talked about someone moving into management, right? They may want to take some, a few management classes, be a, a great way to show some of those skill sets. But again, there's other ways to do that in terms of volunteering or maybe even taking on a project in your current role to be able to make those transitions. So that's one of the biggest pieces is to, to really think about what you want to change and how you can do that in a way that leverages either the skill sets that you're already using or the industry that you've been in and builds on those versus completely starting over then we're building a brand that highlights those skills that we want to translate into the new arena or into the new job and not being afraid i guess to mix in the things that matter into that resume while keeping it as much as we can in the combination format, which is a nice summary at the top, and then we go into our chronological experience starting somewhere around the middle of the first page. Hiding those dates on the second page really does nothing for you. That's exactly where those hiring managers will go, and they won't see all of the stuff you put on the first page that you wanted them to read. Then we talked a little bit about job search for career change. And how networking is going to be even more important for these types of situations, so that you are identifying people in the new industry that can be your champions, or that can help you understand the approach that will work, or can help you refine your brand, help you really understand the language of that new industry, and using your core group, your supporters, your advisors, and simply telling them what it is that you're looking for can be way more powerful than you think it will be. So we've got this change. We're trying to make this, you know, it's a small change, but we're still going to face some of the same obstacles we would face if we're making a complete change, right? We're still going to get some of the... Avenues not working. For instance, if you're trying to change jobs and skill sets, you may look at positions that you're trying to get into and think, eh, I really don't have 75 to 90% of the qualifications. And lots of research has shown that if you don't have 75 to 90% of the qualifications for a position, applying to it online is nearly worthless. It's almost nearly worthless anyways, but if you don't have those, it's even worse. So we may have to adjust our strategy, may have to use more networking, more connecting with people directly, more social media, and figure out how to make that happen. Of course, we can look at our resume and really think about, do I have those skills and how have I used them and how can I show that? Because a lot of times people don't think they do, and they do. It's just getting it translated into the language. But then there comes this piece of interviewing, right? And this is what I see happen a lot, is that people finally get the interview for the position they've been looking for in the industry that they want, and it just goes miserably, right? Right? And this is why I focus a lot on the branding and the resume piece is not necessarily for those documents, but for when you get into that interview, because if you can't talk the talk, it's just going to show up there, right? People are going to say, well, they put this on their resume, but when they talked, it was all about uh, closing accounts and software licenses and wow, you know, it just didn't, did not Jive, it didn't sound like a fit at all. And my favorite example of this one is pretty old. I was working with a lady from Hewlett Packard who was trying to get into medical device and we did interview prep, and she was spewing all of these part numbers. And I said, Whoa, 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 what was that? Oh, it's this, you know, HP cartridge number. It was a big project said, okay, we can take, talk about the project, but we've got to leave out all of those part numbers, right? And in fact, ideally, we would only talk about printer cartridges once or twice and really focus the story on the process, the skill sets, the outcomes that aren't related, that don't include necessarily the product names, Right. All of those things can be separated out, and that's something you'll have to practice if you're making a career change. You will have to practice telling your stories without the industry lingo, or if you're trying to change your skill sets, you'll have to practice telling your stories with the right words or telling the stories that show the right skill sets even though they may be less a part of a job or they may have been in volunteer situations or they might have been even in in classroom types of situations, you'll have to get used to telling the stories that matter and using the right language. And that starts when when we're working on your resume, but it really matters maybe even more when you get into that interview because... They may not have, they called you in because they thought you were qualified, right? They could see on the resume that you were qualified. They want to see if you fit. And part of that fit is talking the right talk, having the lingo down, feeling like you really understand their industry or you understand the challenges of the position that you're targeting. And all of those require for us to speak the language of where we're going, right? And that's... That's probably one of the biggest challenges that I work with people on because when you can't do that, then you get where you go through the interview and they say that you're overqualified, or, you know, we just had someone that had better experience. And people will say that to me all the time. Oh, I did really well in the interview. You know, I was a second choice. They just said that they had someone that, that had more direct experience Well, there may not be everything you can do about that, but there probably are some things you could do about what you're saying in the interview that would prevent that from happening, even if that candidate did have more direct experience. You may not even realize that you're highlighting the fact that you don't have that direct experience. So if you're thinking about making a career change I hope you won't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It would be a very bad thing to do, right? And realize that you can build on what you have. It's all about figuring out what you do want to change, what it is that you're bringing with you, translating that, and then doing that throughout the process. Your networking, your job search, and your interviewing. If you want any... Other clues on that, have any questions? You're always welcome to reach out to me at Marie, M A R I E, at A Strategic com. And I look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant.
1: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant.